0: Welcome to a Toast Rom-Com. Welcome to number 10, 11. We are at number 11 of the top 50 rom-coms of all time, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Old list, not new list, old list, which explains a lot of the dog shit you're going to hear if you go back and listen to our old episodes. Um <laughs> I'm Marie, I'm Allison, and we're here today to talk about Some Like It Hot, and we're going to go through, give you some information about the movie and then get into some of what we consider the... Defining characteristics of rom-coms. Hell yeah. talk about how this movie goes. Because we know nothing about movies. We just like them. So we figured, why not put our opinion out there? And we like alcohol. And we don't want to work our jobs. So... (laughs) All right. So, did we say what we're talking about today? Some like it hot, baby. Already forgot. Starting off great. Some like it hot came out in 1959, starring the iconic Marilyn, so. Marilyn Monroe, Tony Curtis, another Jack Lemon, and a shout out to Joe E. Brown, Um, directed by Billy Wilder, who I think also directed The Apartment. Yeah. And written by Billy Wilder and I.A.L. Diamond, who also... Mm -hmm. Did that apartment as well But just worlds away From that movie (laughs) Oh my gosh yes To go along with this drink Or to go along with this movie We got a um, drink Yes we we, we got a drink to go with it We both have a Manhattan Yeah but We had to improvise With the shit that we got in Coronavirus pandemic times Right so we can't just Go to the liquor store. They're all closed. So neither of us had sweet vermouth. Mm, So neither. I made a dry Manhattan, which is dry vermouth versus sweet vermouth in my Manhattan. Okay. I did not make that. (laughs) My wonderful husband, Bernard, made it. I found the recipe. He made it, and I would totally appreciate it if he made the second one as well. <laughs> well, lucky for you. You have somebody to make yours. I make all my drinks. Yep. James is watching WrestleMania downstairs. WrestleMania, no mania. <laughs> no Without the mania. Yeah, Yeah, just wrestling. <laughs> no mania, no fans present. <laughs> and how did you sub? You were, that is going to spill. Oh baby, I am watching that precariously balance. <laughs> You're gonna spill. Um, it's it's burn. quite possible. So this, since I did not have any vermouth, I found that the Concord grape juice, not white grape juice, uh huh, the regular grape juice, could be a substitute for sweet vermouth. So mine is two shots of bourbon. Um, one shot of grape juice and two dashes of Angostura bitters. Uh, looking at this movie and I was searching up cocktail recipes just to see if we had or me in particular had an ingredients problem. I found so many drink recipes to go with this fucking movie. I know me too. Why is it so hard for some <laughs> movies and not hard for other movies? I, I was so fucking pissed. I know. I was so pissed about like we couldn't do that Miami one. Yeah. That Miami one would have been pretty good, I think, too. I Yeah, it seemed tasty. Um, so we're going to have to drink at l- two of these. I say at least two because sometimes we do drink more, but I'm pretty sure that two is going to be pushing it with this one. Well, Marie, I had two glasses of wine before this. So maybe your taste buds are dulled? No, it's just the fact that I probably shouldn't have t- th- any more than two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I got I got really into Gran Torino before I came up here, and I was really dragging oh. my feet. But I fucking love that movie. I love Clint Eastwood. He's a fucking babe at ninety three or however old he is. I that's a heavy movie. I know, but like, it's one of those like. There's some. Dark humor at the beginning, and I do kind of laugh at his curmudgeonness. Uh huh. But I love me Clint Eastwood. I know you do. Who's oh man, drink. drink, drink, cheers, cheers. That is just shy from being a lot, just straight bourbon with just like a flare of grape. You you okay there? <laughs> you gonna throw up? That is weird. Weird. It is definitely, as you say, one tiptoe away from straight bourbon. Tiptoe. Not even a step. I go a tiptoe. But so you got to hit. I don't know what I have in here. I mean, I got to hit him grape juice. What what does dry vermouth taste like by itself? I don't want to. (laughs) You can't make me. (laughs) So, when I was looking up the difference on Google as to like the difference between sweet vermouth, that was my beer can popping (laughs) in case you were wondering. Um, I've got a chaser. The difference between dry and sweet is it said that dry is a lot more briny. So to me, I that ha- sounds like salty. Yes, that's what it sounds like to me, too. So I get like this really sharp thing in the back of my throat. I think it's that's all- called coronavirus. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. It was a joke in poor taste. It was a, a pandemic joke. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck this shit is. It's, it shit. looks large, but like, it's like you do the ice all the time. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any... Because I actually looked online and Dr. Google said, mixologist Google said, that you could sub white grape juice for dry vermouth, which might... I have. I did see that too, and I have no grape juice. And I went out to... Dunkin Donuts and Starbucks this morning and neither of them had it on their menu cuz I did look. Gotcha. Oh, without. Yeah. So, do you, so have, do you have apple juice? I do have apple juice. Maybe just do it with apple juice. Maybe it'll take the bite away. I don't, that sounds gross to me, salty apple juice. So, to chase it, I have a can of gear, a b- can of beer. <laughs> a gift from our neighbor from sobel's obscure brewery it's called I'm, prehistoric pilsner and i don't know if you can see the label it, it looks but, like there's a dinosaur yeah it's a dinosaur chasing it looks That's, like a scotsman but i think he's just supposed to be a caveman oh to me he looks like a gnome i could see that i could see that yeah. why that would why that would be i don't know but he looks like a jacked gnome yeah so is it good um the the manhattan kind of throws it off (laughs) how was marilyn monroe drinking just straight bourbon like this entire fucking movie i have no idea i I mean i guess if that's all you know i love her introduction where she's like I just like to drink. I could stop at any time. I w- wait, 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 wait. Let me get my Marilyn Monroe voice. I can't wait. I just like to drink. I could stop anytime I wanted to. Really? Really? I could. Isn't it like that whispery, like girly, like? Yes. But the thing about that doesn't get me with you. It's the whole, like, body movements and facial expressions you're giving me while you're doing oh, it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> You didn't realize you were doing no, that. No, I didn't. Was- I thought you meant that I needed them, and then I started to like get my boobs into it because her boobs are everywhere. Oh my gosh, those dresses she was—oh like- my god! I know there was netting over the tops of her boobies, but, but the still- spangles like were right where her nipple would be. <sighs> it was like bare and then nipple spangle, and then the back of that fleshy toned one. Was not there. No. Down to the butt crack. I saw it did have like a strap going across it. Ooh. I saw a strap. Like, I did not see that. There was one strap. You could see it on the yacht because I was like, how the fuck is that thing staying up with those torpedoes? <laughs> I mean, holy cow. Her jugs are ginormous. They really were. I mean, well, they look well, great. One of the facts said that she was pregnant during the filming of this movie. So she was heavier, which I would assume would like affect the boob size. She never had a child. So it said something like she miscarried (sighs) a couple times to a several times. I don't remember which one. Okay. So that's the word on the street. That was my next question. Okay. Yeah. I think... I I mean, is that, do you think that's like how she really talked like this? Did she talk like this all the time? I don't and like think so. Like a seductive so. whisper? I don't think that's how she talked. It was, I don't. I, all I. right. So before I get ahead of myself, I love this movie. Oh, love this movie. Classic. I- movie. Yeah. Laugh the whole time. Yes. It's hysterical. And I gotta say, from going from Jack Lemon to The Apartment to Jack Lemon and, and something like it hot, I'm so glad we started with The Apartment because he is absolutely wonderful in this movie. He makes this movie to He's me. He's a fucking riot. He's yeah. so funny. He just... He owns the dress. He owns being a woman. Like, how he becomes so friendly with all the women and go into the beach and playing the <laughs> volleyball game. I love it. So, and much. he got so pissed at every single man that hit on him. <laughs> he, he, that one guy, he goes fresh. <laughs> <And then just laughs> goes on his way. It's <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh. If, if you haven't seen this movie out there, you have to. I mean, it is. It's amazing. It's it's so good. And it. I think it really does, for the most part, stand the test of time. Yeah. You got to take it with a grain of salt just because, one, it's made in 59, like you said, and then it, it takes place in the 20s, I think. Like, 29, Prohibition Era. So they're still okay. like... Because the first... I completely forgot this movie started out this way. It starts in Chicago... Um, where a police are raiding a funeral home that has... I'm sorry. Get used to it because it's going to be every time. <laughs> uh, a funeral home that... Ha- it's a front, but they really have like a, a speakeasy. And so they have dancing. And so that starts at a raid there. And the two main men are playing in a band. I just completely forgot that like mobsters were in the movie. I... Paused it to make sure I had the correct movie because the opening goes on for so long. I was like, where's Tony Curtis and Jack Levin? I was like, am I watching the right movie? I don't remember opening with a casket full of liquor. Although that might be my dream. Just opening a casket full of liquor and just having it forever. <laughs> well, now I... You got your um, funeral directions. Dude. You could just have, instead of flowers, everyone brings a bottle of wine and places it in your casket. Can they, like, pour it in my casket so I'm, like, swimming in wine whenever I get buried? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. That would be disgusting.
1: You I could... bet my
0: skin would just slough off. You could... <laughs> You could ask the funeral director to, instead of, like, whatever they shoot inside of you to, like, preserve <laughs> Formaldehyde you. Formaldehyde or whatever the fuck it yeah, is. wine. Yes. Can I have wine or alcohol as my preservative? One thing that's on my bucket list is I want... I'm a little worried right now. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do- morbid. But there are some really high-end spas that have, like, a red wine bath that you can take. I want one so bad. Can you drink it while you're in there? Just, like... (laughs) I I wish I had a a video of you doing that. (laughs) I don't know, because I think it's going to be, like, body temperature. Well, that's how red wines. Oh, no, that's hot, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that would be warm. That would be a little warm. I Bring some ice cubes. (laughs) What's in your bathing suit? Nothing. These are my lumpy <laughs> boobs. They're so cold. <laughs> you can you can wear one of those dresses like Marilyn Monroe did, and you just have little cubes <laughs> underneath your spangles. Or I'll wear those tights and like I, this was one thing. I'll I'll kick off unbelievability. Everybody fucking kept everything in their pants or tights or like from Marilyn Monroe keeping her alcohol in her tights the mobsters keeping like loose bullets in their pants and their guns I guess that's just what you do no I mean the garters pantyhose I don't know think pantyhose went all the way up to your waist like you didn't have that option right so maybe that's and it didn't look like a garter how i think of a garter it looked more like a big rubber band to me maybe it was like the seam or not seams but like that's where it stopped like the tights only went up that high and like that was like the elastic at the top no because then how would it fall out great question yeah no it had to have been the garter i don't know old-fashioned lingerie astounds me So my first thing, my first and my second thing are going to be very close. My first thing has to do with the lingerie Marilyn Monroe is wearing on the train. Oh, my God. That was for real fucking sexy lingerie on a train full of women. Why? I don't know. And I thought for the most part that their lingerie was not sexy, but tank top and little short shorts like it didn't seem comfortable i don't know if it was just part of like the movie itself but not realistic however you saw josephine aka joe and daphne I love, I love that Jerry just <laughs> was like Daphne. To Daphne. Daphne's way better. Uh, <laughs> I'd like the name Daphne. It's like uh, I didn't like the name Geraldine. So um, they have like Moo's. Uh-huh. and I thought on the whole that would be much more. Sorry, I'd like that drink, much more what the women would be wearing then. Especially we're I, I mean, especially if you're gonna be around other women, why What's dress it? to impress? Right. And I don't think what was his name? Beanstein? Beanie. Beanstalk. And I saw in Beanstalk. the his name was Beanstalk. And I was looking, and his name was spelled B-I-E-N. No, B-E-I-N. Oh, okay. Stock. And I was like, what? Because she was calling him Beanstalk the whole time. Yeah. Oh, you thought it was a nickname. I did. I felt bad for the poor guy. Like, what the fuck is his... And then Tony Curtis steals his suitcase and his glasses. So, (gasps) in the same scene as the lingerie... Oh, fuck. I didn't do the summary. You sure didn't. Let's go. All right. Allison, uh, tell uh, us what this movie is about. All right, guys. Buckle this will be, up. Uh, our conversation will make a lot more sense once you know what this once is about. Once you know what the summary is. This movie is about two musicians, dirt poor, in Chicago, Prohibition Era. They witness mobsters shooting down a bunch of people. They to find work and to escape from the mobsters, pretend to be women and go to Miami to play with this all girls instrumental band. And Marilyn Monroe is amazing and she's in it and gorgeous. And they both, well, one of the men playing as the woman falls for her and, um, they go to Florida they hang out and then the mobsters end up in Florida too by rom-com coincidence for an opera meeting. I mean, is that the largest fucking coincidence we've seen so far? I mean, even could that be the largest coincidence? And the second largest coincidence was the two men happening to get the car out of the same garage that the gangsters were shooting up. Yes, that's (laughs) just bad luck. (laughs) Yeah, so they they go to get a car to drive to a gig, and it just so happens the gangsters are shooting up the place. So they end up witnessing this murder, and then an hour later, the same gangsters show up at the same hotel in Miami. However, I didn't find an unbelievability thing. Until like much later, because okay, so these mobsters are ruth- ruthless. The whole mm-hmm. prohibition stuff, the speakeasy that's hidden in a funeral home—I found all that shit believable. Mm-hmm. My first unbelievable didn't come till the train. Same, yeah. My was abs. Mine was absolutely the train. Um, like I said, the lingerie. Yeah, you had the what? Um, whenever. Daphne was or see, this is hard. Daphne, Jerry. Jack Lemon. Jack Lemon. whenever he was um, like over his bed upside down talking to Tony Curtis. How's the wig staying on? I wrote the same thing down, but mine was later when they were having the party. Like, those wigs are staying on while they're sleeping. They're tickling him. The wig stays on. Oh, and my they God. They don't realize he's a man. They don't realize like they don't <laughs> accidentally like, oh, I sat on a stick or uh, something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, these aren't real boobs. <laughs> hey, he falls down. The wig stays on. Upside down. The wig stays on. These wigs are like cemented under their fucking skulls. Did they make these cocktails in a douche? Or is it just a hot water bottle?
1: Or are they one and the same?
0: I thought it was just a hot water bottle. Okay. But I don't know a lot about douches, (laughs) having never seen one or used one. Same. Mm -hmm. Because I know we've talked about this before, listeners. Douches? Don't douche. No, your vagina self-cleanses. You're just going to fuck shit up if you douche. So unless your medical doctor, medical doctor advises you to use one, don't. No, it's not a douche, okay. Wait, what about what if I google old-timey douche? I'm just kidding. I'm going to google Oh, actually, douche, douche from the 1920s. Oh yeah, there we go. Douche <laughs> 1920s. As I know in the 30s. I don't even know if they existed. In the 30s, they started doing um what are the things that go up the butt? Enemas? Yeah. Penises? (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm sitting here doing this and you're not like (laughs) I'm sorry. I was looking at these. So it's definitely not a douche. Okay, so it's just a hot water bottle. It's just a hot water bottle because oh well, hang on. Let me show you something can you see it oh that does kind of look like it right yeah it kind of does it's literally just a hot water bottle with a tube with pointy things that go in your butt or your vagina but so then it's dual purpose douche and, and enema and then there's this one though nope no no' <laughs> gone there you go what's that that looks it- like a Boxing thing. Oh right. And, d- 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 no, this is a douche. Ew. I know, but it does. It looks exactly like the the boxing thing. Antique female douche, nineteen twenties, right. and it's fifty four pounds. If you want it. Oh my god. Oh, I thought you meant it weighed fifty four. <laughs> no, it's on sale for fifty four pounds. That's so. Funny. Can you imagine how jacked these women would be? (laughs) So ripped from douching all the time. Yeah. Anyway, so most likely it was a hot water bottle. Most likely. Like, I I don't know. I I don't know how often people would douche. Did you understand the tuba joke? They all were like, thought it was hysterical. Did you get it? Nope. Do you remember it? Nope. Okay. So the tuba joke. I brought it up because I wanted to know if you could explain it to me. Okay. Okay. Have you heard the one about the girl tuba player who was stranded on a desert island with a one-legged jockey? Nope. The one legged jockey says, Don't worry about me, baby. I ride side saddle. Still don't get it. I do not get it. Okay. Just let it because they all thought it was hysterical. And I know. Jack Lemon Jack Lemon's laughing this as he's a, as he's a girl. He just <sighs> He lot loose. It's so good. I so love this. I know. And I guess when shooting like him and Tony Curtis were like complete opposites. Like Tony Curtis is very self-conscious and like didn't want to people to see him in drag the first time. And Jack Lemmon was just like, let's go. I love it. And that maybe why Jack Lemmon was so good. <laughs> yeah, he was phenomenal. in this. Yeah. I love Tony Curtis's like pouty face he did a duck face the entire movie because that's what women look like yeah apparently. apparently however i thought he could have passed for a woman kind like i think he was way more attractive in female standards than jack levin. <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah. Uh, did- he also did his like whoever did like he did his makeup better than jack levin jack levin's makeup was horrible that eyeliner was terrible and the blush like there were certain shots where you could just see like a big circle on his cheek just like right here so marilyn monroe was only supposed to do movies in color and they got like yeah she said she was only gonna do movies in color but they talked to her about this had to be black and white because the makeup the guys wore they um it gave them a greenish tinge got it so they had to shoot it in black and white interesting Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. Before I forget, I went back and forth whether I thought Tony Curtis was super hot or not. Thoughts. I need to see him in something else. Have you ever seen Operation Petticoat? Yes. But but I don't remember him. Yeah, same. So I don't know why I brought that up. (laughs) it's Cary Grant and Tony Curtis right I guess so I don't know did you think that whenever he was pretending to be the millionaire that he was trying to impersonate Cary Grant oh he absolutely was it was in the facts oh oh okay well sorry I took away one of your facts no 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 yeah he and then I guess Cary Grant watched it and said like I don't sound like that yeah you do he totally sounds He like sounds that. exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> is Tony Tony Curtis was he originally American? Like he's I think so. It still blows my mind that Jamie Lee Curtis is his daughter. I can't believe I just knew that like for the first time 6 months ago. Really? Yes, I had no idea. Our dad said that like all the time whenever we were growing up. I don't remember. Like, anytime he saw Jamie Lee Curtis in a movie, he'd be like, Tony Curtis's daughter. (laughs) Because dad says the same facts over and over and over and over and over again. When he watches the movie. And I feel like we have to say, we have to react like it's the first time we've ever heard it. Every single time. (laughs) Listen to this. I will listen. Tony Curtis was born Bernard Schwartz, the eldest of three children um, Jewish immigrants from Hungary. Curtis grew up in poverty. Oh, man. They had terrible lives. Their parents had too many financial problems, and they like decided that their children would have a better life under the care of the state, and then briefly put him and his brothers in an orphanage. And then a little bit later, the parents came back to reclaim custody. Well, I mean, then they loved them because they came back for them. Holy shit! I don't want to read anymore. Are you gonna cry? No, but it's he has a terrible beginning life. But like they, I just saw that they were hungry. Like they're from directly from Hungary. Okay, so continuing on with unbelievability, thinking you could drive a boat without prior experience. Like really, that's not a car. But I do love that he ends up driving it backwards the whole time. It's a new it model. It's yeah. a new model, or however. Experimental. Our carry Grants are both terrible. Nope. Keep on going. There's too much of. Oh yeah, he looks like a girl in that picture to me. I don't think very so. Fe- very feminine. I don't know. It's so hard. I can't tell. Sometimes. Some guys have, like, so many eyelashes that looks like they're wearing eyeliner, and I think that's him. His eyelashes are so thick and black I just, that it looks like makeup to me. Sometimes he looks really good looking, and then other times he doesn't. I can't figure it out. One of the rumors there was that someone went to Marilyn Monroe, Tony Curtis, has... A better butt than you do and she opened her robe and she said yeah but does he have tits like these oh i believe it i bet you she was like h- like hard like i bet you she was like a bad bitch as she should have been yeah uh sh- There was like a lot of stuff on here about like people calling her unprofessional and being late to a set, like having to do 30 to 50 takes because she didn't remember the lines. They would write her lines down on cue cards. Like, remember when she was on the phone during the goodbye speech? Yeah. And she kept looking over to the sides. Yeah. Because all of her lines (gasps) were written down. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. It was not a good time. When did she die? 62. She died, I think, two years after this was released. Like, I know it says three years, but I think after it was released, it ended up being like two. Okay.
1: Yeah. So
0: she's probably kind of fed up with shit at this point. You would think. Um, The story he tells her about why he can't fall in love. Oh my god! Who would believe that? Fucking, I I put that as my unbelievability too. It was absolutely unbelievable. It was so dumb. She he f- told he told Sugar. So the thing is, Sugar wants to find like a nice, good-looking young millionaire because who wouldn't? Um. So with a heart of gold, with a heart of gold. Yes. Who needs her? Needs her to take care of him. So Tony Curtis starts doing a double life. He plays the girl, Josephine, but then he also plays the heir to shell oil. Junior. Yes. Who's also Cary Grant, even though Allison sounded like um, Steve Irwin <laughs> from Crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, I was going for Sean Connery in Indiana Jones, Last Crusade. Oh, <laughs> Shit, accents are not our forte um so he tells her the story that he can't fall in love with women like he doesn't feel anything and his reason why he can't feel anything and he like cons her to make out with him they definitely they fucked there's no question about it what no they had sex why do you say it was like the whole night there was heavy petting that's not the same as sex though and shit was rubbing up against each other i think that they had sex nothing wrong with a little dry hump (laughs) (laughs) i think they had sex like he says he can't fall in love and the reason why was because the first girl he fell in love with was it the first girl or like his only love or whatever um he told her he loved her and she took a step towards him and fell off a cliff no not only a cliff the grand canyon oh and he said hours later they brought her body back up on the back of a donkey and that's why he can't feel love anymore and she just hook line and sinker was like oh my gosh (laughs) that was really good thank you and she kept saying the whole movie too like i'm not very bright i'm like yeah no shit you believe the stupid ass story yeah have some (laughs) self-respect sugar sugar cane sugar cane um okay one of my other unbelievables it goes back to the train is um and also i know i said that i was really shocked that jerry's wig didn't fall off whenever he went upside down but also sugar was holding his legs how did she not look down the moo-moo and see his dick? Did you notice maybe, this? Maybe they had it talked. <laughs> I'm almost done with unbelievability. You? I think I'm done. I have two and a half left. Oh, I have one left. Okay. And it's comedy gold. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go... I'm going to give one... They would not have run out from under that table and blown their cover. No way. At the end. No. They would have stayed there until the end of that dinner. I don't care if you were looking at a dead body, which I don't even think they were. Like, you would have stayed there to avoid death. That's the most secure place to be because even if you touch a foot, they're not dead. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's one of mine. You know what? I do have a second. I do have two. Another unbelievability is Beanstalk's clothes fitting Joe perfectly. Agree. I didn't, like, think of it until you say it, but yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because it was perfectly tailored. Different shapes. (laughs) And then Tony Curtis going to sugar on stage and kissing her while he was in drag in front of everybody it was just gangsters whatever it was just how much he loved her it was how much he felt for her he's a changed man okay we can talk about that in a little bit okay and my half is the fact that you have to get over them in drag and no one realizes they're in drag Except the gangsters. The gangsters thought of it <laughs> in like 15 seconds. They're like, those aren't women. I know your face. I've seen it before. <laughs> but actual women didn't realize they were women. And Sugar didn't realize that Josephine was Junior. It was the duck face. <laughs> and he like permanently looked surprised too. Like <laughs> eyes really wide, the lipstick oh once you get past the intro yeah like the first 15 minutes you got to kind of get past in this movie that's and then, true oh it's just so good the minute you see them walking oh, in those the high tr- heels yeah but was, i do like that coffee guy i need more coffee do you remember him yeah <laughs> And then the actual gangsters were drinking milk when the police got there. It's <laughs> like it's milk. <laughs> that as That's a... what I like to drink when I go out with my friends. <laughs> Whenever I'm going to be around some dames. Yeah. Milk. I have one more unbelievability. So remember when um, Tony Curtis is re- pretending to be the millionaire? They're on the yacht. And she just keeps giving him champagne after champagne after champagne. And I'm thinking to myself, stop feeding him alcohol. Haven't you heard of Whiskey Dick? You've been with him however many saxophone players. He's not going to be able to get a boner. Is that a real thing? Not all the time, but some of the time. Um, Obstacles to these guys being together or do you want to make a new drink first? No. I I like ending after obstacles. Let's do obstacles. Okay. (laughs) But I want to ask you, we doing obviously Sugar and Joe, but are we Mm -hmm. doing Osgood and Daphne? (laughs) I mean... Those are our two main couples, <laughs> right? Oh you, my god. Did you did you talk about Osgood in the summary at all? No, I didn't. Okay, so we'll let's do let's do Sugar and Jerry first. Then the whatever. <laughs> Geraldine. And then you Josephine. Can, whatever. <laughs> this whiskey, I was rashed after last episode with the whiskey sours with the whiskey sours trash absolutely I wasn't but good good for you yeah I I can heard I can haul, I can hold <laughs> my liquor <laughs> sounds like it <laughs> I did stumble over my words the first time for real but then I emphasized it <laughs> um, <laughs> so sugar and joe i mean they aside from the obvious which is what part exactly there's several obvious joe is pretending to be a woman <laughs> okay and pretending so, to be a millionaire okay so the whole he's not who he actually is and in any, any. at any time yeah he's either a woman Or he's the millionaire that's not himself. And he's playing both sides. He's using the knowledge he gains as a woman to influence how he plays the millionaire. And they both don't have any of their shit together. No. I don't know how they're making a living. Like, I assume they're not getting paid much. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Because I'm also going to assume that the room and board is part of their pay, like putting them up in the hotel and all that stuff. That's what they said at that office in the very beginning. They said that room and board was included. Okay. Yeah. I do remember that. So, yeah, they don't have their shit together. They don't know how to be responsible at all. And she said... Like, remember when she thought that he was a millionaire she was done with drinking but now that he's not a millionaire is she still gonna like kick the habit of drinking right I doubt it too so they do get together at the end spoiler alert but it was 1959 so get over it um <laughs> Yeah, they do get together at the end, but the obstacles are all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, um. So give us a little background about Osgood and Daphne, Allison. So Osgood immediately takes a shine the moment that he sets eyes on Daphne, a.k.a. Jerry, and gets quote unquote Fresh in the elevator. Fresh. Fresh. He pinches her butt. Yeah. <laughs> I just get this image of Jack Lemon going fresh and walking away. <laughs> it's good every time. But then Osgood, and he's like an actually rich man vacationing, has a yacht. Has all these great things showering Daphne in presents, and then they start going out. I mean, for lack of a better, they no. Do they start going out, or do they go out once for the entire night? They and go you propose it. Yes, they go out once from like dusk till dawn. And then you see Daphne the morning after shaking maracas in bed. like Because they went tangoing the whole night. And she had such a wonderful time. And she's like, can't wait to tell Joe, I'm engaged. (laughs) They, Osgood and Jack Levin, close the fucking place out. There is no one else at that club. Dun, the chairs dun, are up dun, on the table. Dun, 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 <laughs> Those two men are dun, dun, still dun, dun, dancing, having a great time. I'm pretty sure Jack Lemon is at least half a head taller. Oh, yes. At least. At least. Oh, it might be my favorite part of the whole movie. What, the, the club scene or him on the bed with the maracas? The club scene or just Osgood and him like together the movie so we're going to talk about obstacles between Osgood and uh, Jerry okay here's the thing are there any think about their end scene right are there any obstacles to them being together (laughs) I mean I'm going to think that honesty and di- well dishonesty is always going to be an obstacle. I like when you, it. When d- when you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So the fact that Jerry is a man pretending to be a woman potential obstacle. Yes. So yeah. Jerry's a man. Jerry's a man, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> good, spoiler alert, Jerry's a man. <laughs> I can't believe that there was no kissing that happened after that date. You danced from dusk till dawn. How did they not kiss? Maybe there was. Maybe we just didn't see it. That'd be something. Mm-hmm. Especially in 1959. Okay. So, Bernard's going to make my drink. Do you want to make yours? Are we done with obstacles? I think so. I mean, I'm done. Are you done? I'm done. Okay. Yeah, I think that covers it. We're back on, baby. <sighs> all right so obstacles unbelievability I, I can't believe I feel like we think the majority of this movie is believable even though in my heart of hearts like it's not but, well I mean part of it, it it's just a big blanket statement though it's like is it believable that these two men passed as women for so long no but would it be believable today fuck yeah but yeah, at that time, a, you know, well, and also what they looked like and how they were walking. And that was another thing I read. Like they had someone training them oh. how to walk like women. And Jack Lemon said, no, like he stopped his lessons. He said, I don't want to walk like a woman. I want to walk like a man trying to walk like a woman. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he did a great job with that. I think they both did. Yeah. Yeah. And someone uh, another thing I read was someone commented on the difference between Tony Curtis walking like a woman and how he was more feminine than Jack Lemmon. And he said that he wasn't as comfortable um, portraying a woman and being in drag. Hmm. So like he was real shy and uptight in his body language, kind of like exuded that. Yeah. So that it it translated into a female like demeanor, whereas Jack Lemon was completely comfortable with it. And over the top, which was amazing. It was so amazing. And this just came to me, and you can disagree or argue or whatever you want to say, but when he laughs, it kind of reminds me of the Joker. You know what? I don't like um Heath Ledger. Not Heath Ledger Joker. I'm thinking more like Jack Nicholson Joker, just like the overtopness okay. of it. It's been a minute since I've seen that, so I'm having a hard time imagining. You need, you need to watch them. I, the those first two are with very Michael good. Keaton. I. Yes. The second one was good too. I was going to say I've actually watched Batman return It's Batman Returns, right? With um Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Because like Can you hear the cat purring through the headphones at all? No. Now I can. Oh, it's cute. <laughs> I <know> it is. <laughs> Torture my cat. Put her up at the microphone. That's um, boring not that, that torture. No. Um, now she's doing it by herself. <laughs> what were we talking about? I know. We're Batman talking about... Begins. Or not Batman oh, Begins. Oh, Batman, right. Batman Returns. Like, I just find Michelle Pfeiffer so amazing that that's the one that I watch all the time. I- That is what Bernard was like, just the first one. I said, no, that second one. But I feel like the second one is a woman thing. Like you have Michelle Pfeiffer in that suit. She goes from this mousy little thing. She's so overly confident. Exactly. It's badass. It is badass. And every single girl, woman, whatever, wanted to be Michelle Pfeiffer in that movie. Even though she had to be vacuum sealed in that thing. Bernard was talking to me how it was Danny DeVito. That was the problem in that movie, not Michelle Pfeiffer. Danny DeVito was a little over the top in that movie in a bad way at times. It was, that's, that's the, been the good thing about like all the Batman movies that have, have been like, you have those Michael Keaton ones. I don't count Val Kilmer and George Clooney one. Come on, I'm though. Sorry. They're guilty pleasures. They're, if you're, they're on TV, I'm watching them. Oh, the Val, Kil- I don't think I've ever seen the George Clooney one all the way through, what? but the Val Kilmer one, I absolutely, I like Joker and Two Face in that movie. Tommy Lee Jones. Not Joker, like- Riddler. Riddler. Thank you, Riddler. Yeah. Um, Jim Carrey, though, like, you know how I talk about Labyrinth and David Bowie in the spandex? Jim Carrey in the spandex, not the same effect for me. No, I agree. Um, But those two and then that one I really enjoyed. But they were very comic booky to me. And then the ones with Christian Bale were very serious and dramatic. So they brought something different. The Ben Affleck ones I don't didn't really watch. The Ben Affleck ones, I I I can't like I have a physical response to <laughs> the Ben Affleck ones. I don't know. Like I can't like seriously, whenever I see him as Batman, I'm like, ugh. The only reason I watched what's the one with like all of them Justice League? Jason Momoa? Yeah. No, Henry Cavill. That's the only mm-hmm. reason to watch. Yeah, that's why I want to watch Uh, what is it, Real Steel? Steel? Man of Steel? There, Real Steel is the one with Hugh Jackman and robots. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. <laughs> James fucking loves that movie. Bernard, how do you like the movie Real Steel with Hugh Jackman? He laughed, so I guess not well. <laughs> okay, I wish you could see what she's, can you see what she's doing? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, she's batting at the microphone thing. She's like batting at the ball, like the, the thing that tightens the microphone. Who doesn't bat at the balls? Mm, me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't and, even know what we're on. Uh, well, I'm still talking about Batman. Oh, you're so, still talking about Jack Lemon and the Joker. His yeah, laugh is like the Joker. But that, I'm really looking forward <laughs> to the new Batman's. The yeah, new Batman. I think Robert Pattinson's going to be a good Batman. I do think it. And I think that as long as they make it super different, it will be good. Yeah. You, like that's what all of them have brought to the table. So I think it just needs to be very different. I agree. So anyway, yeah. Jack Levin is the joke because he was always like, <laughs> as you yeah. said. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It was very good. Move. Moving on to my nine ounce fucking terrible dry Manhattan. (laughs) Enjoy your bourbon. Brings me back to your wedding when our cousin gave me bourbon in a flask to try to calm me down. (laughs) He always carries a flask of bourbon and I'm not going to lie. I think it's awesome. (laughs) While I don't want it, I think it's great. I do too. It's <laughs> it's a great like aspect to his personality. Like yeah. like a character quirk or whatever you want to say about yeah. it. Like I do like it. Oh yeah. you want some bourbon? Here. Yeah. I like it. Uh, like twist it off. Yeah. <laughs> like Marilyn Monroe. Instead of in her garter, he puts it in his coat. So now we're moving on to chemistry. Chemistry. Yeah, I don't think I could say one bad word. No, I agree. Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon, fantastic. So good. You would never be able to tell either that Tony Curtis was so uncomfortable with this. Mm -hmm. He was the one who, I mean, Jack Lemmon brought it up. But he was definitely the follower to Tony Curtis in this movie, like in the friendship, like Tony Curtis was the leader Then Jack Lemmon came for sure. So they, they played up each other. They, the witticisms, the insulting each other. It was all great. I, their conversation after the tango and after the night with Marilyn, uh, sugar Where Joe's like, you're not a woman. Just keep saying, I'm a boy, I'm a boy, I'm a boy. And he's just, Jerry is so ecstatic over his night with Osgood. (laughs) And it's just so funny, him trying to snap him out of it. Well, because and it was a great foil to on the train when he was saying just keep saying I'm a girl, I'm a girl, I'm a girl, and now he's trying to convince them that he's a boy. It's so funny. I, yeah, I really liked that both of them saw how terrible men could be as women. Great. Yeah, I loved it to the bellhop that was like a little boy, like trying to come on to Josephine to osgood to the mob guys like ugh, so funny yeah it gave them a taste of their own medicine to how they acted towards women e- because you you saw that mm-hmm. in the um i don't know if you could call the musical director or whoever that was Nellie. I think her name was. Yes. You saw Tony Curtis play her and Mm -hmm. you kind of hated him a little bit for that. Yeah. It was dirty. And then to like, just do that, like pretend to woo her and then say, Oh, so I can use your car. I, I think sugar kind of gets him the moment that she says saxophone players. They always leave you, and then he starts like, "I just hit my headphones with my drink." <laughs> it's Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So at that moment, I think he's the gears start turning a little bit. Like, ooh, like this is how it is. I'm no like the instrument I play. I'm known for being an asshole. Mm-hmm. And I- guess what? You are an asshole. So the two, the two men together. Sugar, Marilyn Monroe, and Tony Curtis together. Um, They were like my hardest couple to believe, actually. I agree. I thought Osgood and um, Jerry were more believable. But I don't know if that's in Sugar's or Marilyn Monroe's kind of acting. Like, I don't know... Why? Maybe it's because both of them, like, I don't know. He was lying on both sides of the field. You know? He was lying as the woman and lying as the millionaire. He was definitely taking advantage of her trustworthiness. And I don't know if you can even call it naivete at that point. Like, She's only 25. Mm, she was thirty which is younger than I thought she would be but 25 I did not believe um, it's I was thinking about what Renee said for say anything like she talked about how she wanted antagonism between her two leads like her two love her love interests and there wasn't any it was just love or er- affection whereas Osgood and Daphne they did have antagonism she called fresh fresh. he hit on her she didn't want to go out with him but then had a great time dancing got engaged and was thrilled but then couldn't go through with it but then did like there was that back and forth with those two and there was not with Sugar and Junior as we'll say I felt bad that Joe kept taking all of Jerry's presents from Osgood. I from did <laughs> too. flowers, diamond bracelet, more flowers. Like, his come on, night, his night on the yacht. Yeah, My friend, and he had a great time dancing. But. Yeah, who knows? Would they have headed off if they were on the yacht and not dancing? I gotta say no. Because Osgood would have wanted to make out. Yes, at least. At least. Yeah. And it would have come to a head sooner, so to speak. No pun intended. Uh (laughs) 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 Yeah, no, chemistry was hard. Although I did really believe it whenever he kissed her as a woman because his feelings were so strong that he couldn't see her like that. No games, no pretending. He just had to go and comfort her right then and there. And then she realized But you don't agree with me. I can see it written all over your face. I, I don't, I don't see how you get over a deception of that level. Well, she's not smart. But I don't buy that either, necessarily. I think that was part of her act and and part of how people treated her and part of what she was told. Um, I think that once she would sit down or if she sat down and thought about it, like, oh, I told him I wanted this, this, and this, and then he acted like this, this, and this. He's completely manipulating this situation. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to move into moment they fell in love here. Uh, you know, I do think that moment they fell in love and do they stay sh- together should be. I think we should move iconic scene to the end. Okay. I, I motion. I motion this. Majority rolls fifty percent. You got it. <laughs> All right. Round up. Because <laughs> <laughs> you round up. <laughs> <laughs> um. So moment they fell in love I sat After the movie ended today Because I had to finish it today mm-hmm. And thought about this A long ass time Did James watch it with you? You said he had seen it before He had seen it before And he didn't finish it with me He was watching Wrestlemania <laughs> um, I I Thought that it's probably not love number one because for her I feel like she was just attracted to him at first sight because of what she thought he was mm-hmm. and then I think he felt something for her on the boat at first more than just wanting to sleep with her or whatever yes what do you what what do you think? I do not think that Sugar and Joe are in love at all. I don't. Maybe he loves her. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, and I say that because to me he has a history of running and looking for yeah. easy outs. Yeah. So when they get off that motorboat, what's he going to do for a job? How's he going to provide a home? And when he sits down and thinks about that, is he going to stay with her? Unless I- they all live in this fairy tale scenario where Osgood just takes care of all of them. Which Osgood doesn't seem very bright. So it's a, pot- it's a possibility for at least like a year. Let's touch back upon that because I would like to talk about that. Okay. Once we get to a little bit later. Okay. So I don't. I don't know that Joe and Sugar stay to, stay together. I'm just gonna since we're lumping them together yeah. because I don't know that he really loves her. I think she Ow. will love anyone. You okay? Yeah. The cat. She attached my foot at the boat. Uh, stop it. Spray bottle. Get her. She's gone. <laughs> really fucking hurts. Um, I think that she'll love anyone who takes care of her and pays attention to her. Yes. I think she's very needy. Or maybe she didn't get that attention, so she wants it. Osgood and Daphne. I have such a hard time with this. And I... I, I wanna say here, I don't wanna give away that last scene yeah. for that and that last line. But it was truly shocking. And I want like I wanna know what people thought of at this time to see this in the in the movies. Like I wanna know how they responded. Because today it's fine. You yeah. Know? And then I don't know. Like they really did. They hit it off. I believed their romance or love or whatever way more like they had more of like the companionship i guess i do too you can see them hanging out you can see them talking you can see them drinking together and just traveling the world and enjoying each other and you that can. yacht. i know goodbye joe so the question i guess then is If Daphne, who is the same person as a man, I mean, she was very true to herself, himself, however you want to say it. Mm -hmm. If Daphne could then just be Gerald? Gerald? Jerry. Jerry, thank you. I cannot. Jerry, and still be with him, would they be okay together? Yeah. You don't think Osgood cares about the wig and the makeup and the dress. You think he's fine with whatever. Yeah. But I don't see see how that doesn't work out. Well, do you want to talk about the end? I don't want to give away the end. Like, I don't want to give away the dialogue at the end. How about that? You don't want to talk about it at all? I don't care talking about how they drive off together on the motorboat, but I don't want to give away the dialogue. Okay. Can we say that Osgood finds out at the end that he's a man? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So at the end of the movie, Osgood knows. Like the jig is up. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no hiding. Sugar knows about Daphne slash Junior slash Joe. Osgood knows. Yeah. So, yeah. I I think Osgood and Jerry have a better uh chance of staying together. I like I think they could stay together. I don't think that Sugar and Joe stay together. I don't think so either. I think it's just attraction and she's gonna eventually resent the fact that he lied. Or he's gonna leave her like all the other saxophone players do. Um I will say Going back to Osgood and Jerry, the biggest obstacle we didn't mention before might be his mother. I was going to say mama. Yes. Because if mama did not like that one of his former wives smoked, how is she going to feel about one of his wives' dicks? I don't care. I don't care. They Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I just... Maybe he will have to continue to cross dress during family functions. (laughs) Well, he seems used to it. So (laughs) I mean, he loves dancing. Like you're leading again. Great. Oh my god, I love that scene. I laughed so hard. I kind of want to watch it again. I know, but honestly, I might fast forward that introduction just to get to the train. Yep, I I had that thought because we talk about that a few movies like you know it's really good whenever you stop and you can just hit play all over again. Uh huh. And this is one of these movies. So you agree, Sugar and Joe not staying together. Hmm. Osgood and Jerry have a shot. I think they do. Yeah, I think so too um so iconic scene here this is tough it's really tough well i do you want to go did you think about it do you have an answer prepared absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) okay my iconic scene is that montage where jerry osgood tangoing and then it keeps flipping back to sugar and Joe making out on the yacht and then flipping back, flipping back, flipping back. Okay, because you got all four in there. Yeah, and it's is it too good? Yeah. See, I was I my problem with my iconic scenes is that Osgood's not in my iconic scenes, so to me it goes back to jo- um, Gerald, my, oh my God, fuck.
1: Just say Gerald's the actors' names.
0: Okay, thank you. Tony Curtis being in the bathtub with sugar there and Jack Lubbins in drag. That's pretty so good though. <laughs> yeah. So, those are our three main characters. I think Osgood, whereas he's important he's not one of the main ones so those three in there i think while well, he's in the tub and they're kind of like i i like that scene because it's how crafty uh tony curtis's character is like mm-hmm. just full clothes in the tub with the wig on like yep. he's been there all along yeah yeah so i, I that's that's gonna be my iconic scene there I like it. Yeah. And do do they stay together? We already talked about. Fuck. I got like half a fucking drink left and we're on final thoughts. Although I feel like I have some final thoughts here. Some things we skipped over. There are some really good quotes. Mm. There really are. Give me one. I'll give you one. (laughs) Whenever uh, a sweet Sue says, keep your kimono buttoned when you order room service. (laughs) Oh, I'll take it back further. We're up the creek and you want to hawk the paddle. (laughs) And they're talking about betting their instruments or hawking their instruments. I loved it. Oh, there's so it'll be, it'll be even better when you put, we're up shit Creek and you want to hawk the paddle. Oh man. (laughs) <laughs> oh, when they're, when they're into, when Sugar and Daphne are in the train cart, which looks super cozy, by the way, super cozy, and they talk about having a party, and Daphne goes, it may even be a surprise party. Yes! Oh my gosh, I couldn't not Control myself with that, and then I love it though that everybody's like, Party in number seven, and, and they, they all up pile there. in. And I got cheese and cracker. they're making Manhattans in that hot water or in that water bottle. Oh, god, or douche, Who or knows? douche, you know, you don't know. Um, I another le- one that I like is whenever jerry's back from tangoing all night tony or joe comes back from being with marilyn Monroe and i they totally fucked i there's no debate they totally fucked um <laughs> whenever uh jerry says i'm engaged and joe says who's the lucky girl i am <laughs> <laughs> And then he just gets so pissed, rightfully so. Like, Joe keeps taking all of his gifts, that diamond bracelet. He is, like, looking that at it. That thing was gorgeous. Admiring it and, like, yeah, that's a dick move. It is a dick move, and he gives us a sugar. She didn't earn that shit. No. No. And then whenever, okay, whenever I saw her crying on the phone, I'm like, you've known this guy for a day. Mm-hmm. Did you have the same feeling? I did have the same feeling. And it goes back to, we've talked about it before, the whole time lapse thing. Like, can you believe a couple is truly in love in these rom-coms without the passage of time? We had that in When Harry Met Sally. We had that in Bridget Jones Diary. We do not have that here. So can you believe that they're in love? No. Right. We even arguably had it in Groundhog Day. Well, because he spent ten thousand years. <laughs> just, te- just ten years, but that's still a lot of time to follow him it's up. Still a long time. It is. Um, another quote. That's the way I like them, big and sassy. Who's that? Oh, Oscar says that about Jack. Oh yeah. Um, did you know? And I will, I will say, listeners, listeners, the most quotable line comes at the end, which I did not say. So you have to watch this if you have not. It's free on Amazon Prime, so you can hear this at the end. It's wonderful it is probably the best closing to a movie like top five closing. I don't know. It's great. You got to get past the beginning. You got to get that backstory. So the 15, the first 15 to 20 minutes, you're going to be like, what the fuck? But the moment you see those high heels click, go into the train, you're like, Oh my God. Yes. Amazing. And the moment you see Jack Lemmon's face, with his <laughs> stupid lipstick, his makeup, the eyeliner, the eyeliner, like the top eyeliner and the bottom eyeliner oh are like God. an inch apart. Honestly. And his wig is awful. It's <laughs> so bad. <Really? laughs> Absolutely, this is like night and day with the apartment. Like how? I didn't know. Year apart. One year apart. It's crazy. And I gotta wonder, like I know he was in Grumpy Old Men. And I did like that. Like oh, I've man, never it seen it. Been, it's been ages since I watched it. It's a rom com. Alright. So maybe we'll get to it. Um but I wonder what else he's been in that I may have seen other than that. I don't know. One thing Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. It's a final Oh my thought. god. Oh, sorry i think on his imdb page is that alec baldwin that does not look like jack lemon That looks like alec baldwin to me let me look yeah get on jack lemon on imdb tell me that's alec baldwin let me see here oh, that's he was, he just, he just, that's alec baldwin okay, wait what I does think. it say glenn gary Glen ross hang I on i don't know what that is i'm looking all of these movies on IMDb, except for The Apartment and this, are from like the 90s and 80s. I want to go back. Oh, he's been in a ton of stuff. But nothing that I can see that I've watched. That is Alec Baldwin. Okay, thank you. And it, it's weird. I, I've never heard of this movie. Glen Gary, Glenn Ross. It's with Al Pacino, Jack Lemmon, Alec Baldwin, and Alan Arkin. And Ed Harris and Kevin Spacey and Jonathan Price. <sighs> so what? no one big you're saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What is this movie? When was it? 92. Is it weird that I think Ed Harris is hot? Oh my God, no. Okay. No. Like, even in Westworld, like, I still think he's hot. There is something about him. Yeah. I don't know what it is or what movie. Like, I remember, oh, here's a rom-com you may not have seen. Have you ever watched Milk Money? Mm Mm-mm. Okay. We'll put it on the list. Yeah. maybe Write down. Oh, even Bernard knows it. Yeah. Yeah. There is something about Ed Harris. That just—I don't know what it is. Even Bernard went, "Oh yeah," he—he he had like he's like rugged, like he's a man. Yes, maybe that's what it is. You get the feeling that he's just gonna get you and throw you around. Yeah, and I like it. I like it too. I like what he's putting down. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, the one thing I wanted to say. Um, I don't know if you realize this, but remember at the end when they're running from the mobsters and the mobsters know that they're women pretending to be or men pretending to be women. The only people who realized it. The only people who put it together. Um, Whenever they are hiding, Jack Lemon puts on the bellhop outfit, still has heels on. He keeps the fucking heels on. It would have been better for him to go barefoot than keep those fucking heels on. Maybe he just liked him. <laughs> Maybe. He knew he was beating up with Osgood later. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't want heels ever. I go back and forth. I mean, I love the way they look. They're so pretty. But if you make me wear them standing up, That sounded bad. I can wear them if I'm going out to dinner is what I mean. Like sitting down. (laughs) I think though, think about being a man wearing them. Like aren't their feet inherently wider or whatever. Yeah. So like that was something else that talked about in the facts was that Marilyn Monroe took so long to get her scenes correct that by the time she got her scenes correct, the men had to immediately take their shoes off. Cause they were in such like agony and soak their feet because they just were not used to the heels. I guess women's feet do have like a shape. Like the more that you wear heels, like the more that your feet go to that shape, like my feet make, I don't know, like my toes go in like the direction that the heels go. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I mean, you can't, it's, uh, like if you do it enough, it's physical modification. It's the same thing like geishas did. They wrapped their feet, and but, so they yeah. were small. Yeah, yeah. It's just what happens. But I do love heels. They're pretty. I know. I go back and forth. Mm-hmm. I love them. And I want to wear them always, but they are so impractical and uncomfortable. That's why anytime I buy heels now, like I can't buy, I can't buy nice ones. I buy them. I buy them off Amazon, thirty dollars or less, because that's how much I wear them. And I like. I remember going into Clark's, like the old woman shoe store. They're so comfortable. Well, I- the woman was like. And we have high heels. You can walk in all day. Fuck that. And I bought a pair and I was like, "Fuck fucking fire. These look like they're made for a 90-year-old woman and I still can't fucking wear them all day. No. You know Clark shoes that you can wear all day? Cloud Steppers. Cloud Steppers. They are fantastic. If you don't own Cloud Steppers, go out and buy six fucking pair. You can wear them all day, every day. Yeah. You really can. It's no fucking joke. They are that good. And it is like you, stepping on a cloud. But you will look like you belong in the nursing home. Yeah. No, they're very unflattering. You, you got to decide what you want. Do you want comfort? Do you want to save your feet? Or do you want beauty? I'll tell you what, whenever I'm at work versus not at work, can't recognize me whenever I'm not at work because I don't look like an old lady. <laughs> You know, what are you going to do? I'm essential, man. I'm essential, baby, and nothing has ever been worse. Guess what? I'm fucking not. I'm not essential. (sighs) Boom. You downed it. I think I'm getting used to bourbon. I think I am, too. And I don't like that about myself. I feel like that means I'm becoming... An alcoholic? <laughs> no, Bernard. It's not that I like it. It's that I'm getting used to it. I bought ginger ale today so I can have suffering bastards. I will not have scotch, and you can't make me. No. Is he say? Did he say, "Join me, like the fucking uh, emperor in Star Wars"? Join, <laughs> join, me, join me together. together we can do great things. <laughs> I can see his face in my mind. Together! So, it- now that, so now that we're talking about this, you know I have my Harry Potter room upstairs, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm so jealous. Yes. So today, because I can't find any Harry Potter artwork, I ordered a paint-by-number <gasps> that of a phoenix. I love it. From Drawlify. I think that's how you say it. Because that damned instagram ads so i now have a paint by number of a phoenix coming so i can hang it in my harry potter room i love it those fucking instagram ads get me i have this so, is the second thing i bought off of them this is this like so i have so many saved to my phone for like gift ideas and stuff and that's how I found overtone that hair dye that I use sponsor us because I've been I think about it, use it all the time and love it. Uh, sponsor us overtone hashtag <laughs> overtone at overtone. Um, yeah. Um, you should try it by the way. It's great. And it doesn't dry out your hair. It's like a, like a moisturizing kind of like a treatment. Yeah, they have some kind, they have a new, I feel like they have new products I was looking at that I really like that seemed to be a little bit more subtle than the other ones. And I think we're going to try something. I forget what color I was looking at, but well, they, oh, it was like ginger or something like that. Well, they have one specific, sp- sp- spl- I was going to say Pacific, uh, specific, Do not say specifically for, <laughs> I cook. specifically for brown hair.
1: Yeah, so I think
0: it was the ginger thing I was looking at. I liked it. Okay. Because I do like that one at the time of pandemic, if you have the ability to go to a small business, order out, tip well, do what you can to support those who may not be able to make it through as well as you can, if you can. Yeah. It's tough times, guys, tough times. It is the craziest thing I have experienced. And I talked to someone who has lived through the Vietnam War. That's as far as I've gotten. And it is also the craziest times for them. Yeah. So that's, that's something. It's wild, totally unprecedented. We're just all in a shitstorm. And it's it's just crazy because it's the first I feel like it's the first time the entire world has been impacted by one thing. Yes. There is there's no escaping. Fucking coronavirus. Unless you're unless you're meditating for like two months in the fucking desert. Jared Leto. We, we got to finish this shit up. We are on fucking two hours, man. Final thoughts? We did that. Are you done with them? I'm done with mine. My book is closed. <laughs> All right. I'm going to end with one thing. One thing. Two things. I'm going to end with two <laughs> things. Okay. Um, so spats and that whole thing were seem to have been modeled after after not even if they weren't real gangsters because i don't know if scarface was a real gangster was he a real gangster so how far have you gotten in tiger king i am on episode i've finished three and i'm on halfway through four Okay, because there's actually somebody in there who it's rumored that Scarface has been modeled after. (laughs) Okay. I shit you not. Oh, are you talking about the The, guy? The Mario Tabla Blah 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 But it starts with a B, doesn't it? Badiscio. I think of Mario Badiscio like the facial toner. The face thing, yeah, but it's not him. Yeah, that's in episode three. Yeah, the guy that Scarface was modeled but after. That's, that's what like he it. says. He says that he was the like, or they somebody says like he was the guy that mm-hmm. Scarface was modeled after, and I want to find who that is. So they were modeled after real people, I guess, and it talked about in the facts that the guy at the end with the cake, like that, okay. remember with the, yep. the herringade? Yep. That he was supposed to have been a caricature of Mussolini. Did Mussolini do that? I. I forget why there were two reasons. One was the like overly like hand gestures and all that stuff. That was one of them. But I forget the other one that was named in the facts. Okay. Um, and my other final thought was, I don't understand the point of spats, not the character, but no, like the, the actual things. Yes, I, don't, I don't understand spats. I don't either. You, okay. I couldn't tell you. Is it like? Is it just a fashion statement? I don't know. Mario Tabro. Where the fuck did we get the letter B from? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> maybe that was just me with the letter. Tabro. It's T A B R A U E. Okay, but anyway, I don't remember what the last thing you said was. I was talking about the purpose of spats. Oh, spats. Yeah, there's no purpose. I think it's just a fashion statement, and that's it. It's dumb. Dumb. They're not practical. They don't look cool. Maybe they looked cool at one point. Like, hey, let's put extra shit in our shoes, and we're going to look great. Over the shoes. Under the shoes that are going to get dirty and expect to keep them white. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's it fine. was like, um, like a status. Like, oh, I can put these things over top of my shoes and keep them white, and I'm super clean. Oh, because you don't have to work that much, because you will stay clean. Maybe. That's maybe, but that sounds like colonial shit or like medieval shit. Like, oh, I'm fat, and it's great, and because I have enough food to eat. Yeah, maybe that's like what people it. think of me right now. Let the meat fucking cake. Let the meat cake. I what bet you, you I Marie Antoinette was a bitch. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> she was guillotined for a fucking reason. <laughs> I feel like as long as the blade's not dull, it's all right. It's got to be an okay way to go. I do not want my brain to recognize that it's looking at the rest of my body as I die. I don't think it happens that way. You think it happens that way? That's what I've read. I don't know if it's true, but I have no desire to test it out. (laughs) I was going to say I want to die in my sleep because that's my favorite thing to do. (laughs) You want to die doing what you love. I do. Sleeping. (laughs) I fucking love sleeping. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Um... I give this I think 4 out of 5 martini glass no 4.5 out of 5 martini glasses just because I don't believe the love between um, Jared, Joe and Joe Sugar Joe and Sugar That's yeah, exactly I what I was going to give it for the exact same reason. You yep, just don't believe us. it. They're not going to last. And if you Want to watch this? It's free on Amazon Prime right now. Please watch it. If you get bored at the beginning, just fast forward till you see two sets of high heels walking close up. Yeah. And you will love this movie. All you need to know is these mobsters witness these two guys, or these mobsters see two people witness them killing a slew of people. The and mobsters witness two witnesses. The mobsters <laughs> witness two witnesses witness <laughs> them. Yeah. Yeah. So all you need to know: there's mobsters. They're gonna. They're trying to go after these two people pretending to be women. That's yep. it. Fast forward until you see high heels walking on train. Marie's right. You will not regret it. It's phenomenal. Like so funny, so funny. What you can do is skip the Manhattans not- that go along with this movie because they no. are fucking terrible. Not my favorite. Unless you like straight bourbon. If you like straight bourbon, fucking go for it. Do it, man. Um, What's our next movie, Allison? I was going to ask real quick. Do you think... Do Angostura bitters really do anything? I don't think so. Did two dashes in three ounces of stuff do anything? here's the thing about the dashes who the fuck knows what a dash is what is a dash what is a that dash? is exactly the question what's a fucking dash is I've it really like a demonstrated like is it like oh one you turn it over once you turn it over twice like that's if it you turn it over once you get like a fucking drop it's literally a drop So what's a dash? What's a dash? Are we like shaking it for like two seconds or like, I I need more direction. We (laughs) we just jerking it. Just jerking it. Um, If you're you're doing the jerking dash, (laughs) a lot comes out. (laughs) What do bitters taste like besides the obvious? (laughs) (laughs) And then do you swallow or spit them out? (laughs) who knows <gasps> oh my god that's I have great. a tissue on hand. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's great bitters who knows hang on I gotta see what our next movie is <laughs> um I can't, I need him for distance I can't see I can see you I can't see the list <laughs> uh our next movie is i can't see you no i negative 1.5 i'm i my sight's not that bad oh i'm negative 2.25 that's still not terrible if i do this i can see like a white blob of your face with the outline of your glasses that's the gist of it <laughs> <laughs> um our next that's all you need to know that's all you need to know um our next movie is princess bride i'm so bummed that our brother steven with the v can't do it seriously though we've been planning this for like months months. really i know i'm bummed too he'll have to come in on another one but he hates movies generally and this is one of the few that he likes didn't him and his wife walk out of one of the Lord of the Rings movies and want their money back because it was too unbelievable? This is a new one on me, so I don't know. You'll have to I'm, ask him. I'm fairly certain they wanted their money back on the Lord of the Rings movie because it was unbelievable. So I do know that we saw the Megan Theater with their children, who were... You know, good ages at the times, fine. And he would not stop talking. Would not stop talking. I know it's not like a movie that you need to really fully devote your attention to, but it's a movie. We're in a theater. Shut your fucking mouth. I'm telling you. We talked about it with enough said. Do not talk in theaters. People are trying to listen. I think it's okay if you whisper during the previews. Once that movie starts, you shut the fuck up. I'll give you I will, I'll amend that. I'll give you one whisper every 30 minutes of the movie. Hmm. As long as it's a whisper and you can't hear it. It, As long as it doesn't disrupt your... Absolutely. Yeah. One whisper every... But I will, as I say that, I will say, when will movie theaters start? I'm sorry, I just watched Bernard. Put a handful of something into his mouth And some of it fall onto the floor And put it back into his mouth Which is something I would do But it was just really funny to witness He's making a bowl of cereal (laughs) That's a fucking big bowl of cereal That is a mixing bowl That you use to make cookies This is like a forgetting Sarah Marshall (laughs) Clip right here I told you about this Does he have the freshest cereal no we, this is this is our first quarantine order <laughs> it's like I can't wait to tell to James he's gonna lose his fucking mind <laughs> is he using a mixing spoon to eat the cereal? no he's not <laughs> I wish all of our listeners could see that how is he getting a good proportion of milk and cereal (laughs) I don't know I live with them but I don't know what's happening around this fucking place (laughs) all I know is he makes my drinks and there's so much bourbon in (laughs) them. and he gets you encouraging pats on the head that's right um princess bride Pride, Steven of the with the V's, oh, theaters, at movies. They need to start broadcasting theaters with subtitles. Yes. I need subtitles. I need, like, I wish they could have, like, a specific showing. Like, give me, like, a time. Give me, like, an 11 a.m. showing with subtitles. I will fucking go. I just need to be able to read what they're saying. I think all of our family is hearing impaired. Because we just yelled at each other too much growing up. <laughs> but in that same sentence, like yesterday or two days ago, Bernard's phone was ringing. I was like, your phone's ringing. You're like, no, it's not. Your phone's <laughs> ringing. He couldn't find it. It was in the basement. and I could, I could hear the buzzing. <laughs> but I can't hear him when he's in the next room talking. So, James will say something and he'll be like, hmm. And then I'll be like, "What?" And then I'll say, "What?" And then he'll get, "Jesus Christ! I said this!" And I'm like, "Just say it! Don't mumble it! I need it loud." (laughs) I have a miniature whiteboard, and I'll give you that and a a whiteboard marker. You can have him do his own subtitles. (laughs) Just hold. (laughs) every single time he turns on the TV and he has to turn off the subtitles he's like, Jesus Christ (laughs) I can't believe he hasn't succumbed yet no, not yet not yet it it will happen by the age of 35 he will be into subtitles I guarantee it anytime we listen (laughs) Bernard goes, oh yeah (laughs) anytime we watch a movie or a show like True Detective. The first season, True Detective. Oh they have those God, Southern you accents. You need it. Southern accents are impossible. And we used to live in Kentucky for six years. Still impossible. You talked in a Southern accent for a while. Yeah. It was a while ago. Give me a break. I'm just saying. And you still need subtitles to understand it. Yeah. Um. Whenever we move to Pittsburgh... Uh, people in my class called me Kentucky Fried Chicken because I talked with an accent that's fucking bullshit I agree alright so our next movie is A Princess Bride The Princess Bride The Princess Bride
1: A Princess which, Bride
0: if you've never watched the movie where the have fuck your have you been before the next movie you can read it because I personally believe the novel is better disagree this right. is the rarest time i always think the book is better Ooh, now i feel like i need to stop what i'm reading which is the outline outlander series by the way mm-hmm. i will pick up the princess bride read it what are we gonna podcast it bitch friday all right so i got like 400 400 or four days four days to read it and then watch it. Yep, I might read it before I watch it. Okay. I'm Ooh, this not. It's fun. All right. I I know how I feel. Are you going to read it? No. Nope. <gasps> okay. Until next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Please drink some water before you go to bed. <laughs> I got an hour to sober up. Before I go to bed. It's four ounces of bourbon. Don't judge. Four ounces of bourbon and whatever the fuck else is in that shit. It was in rapid succession. And I also had two glasses of white wine. Yeah. And this is the problem, which might be called alcoholism. Is now I just want another glass of alcohol because I'm on the train. No, you gotta (laughs) drain that taste out of your mouth. I'm finishing my beer. So I I don't blame you. Oh, I know. Okay. All right. Until next podcast, guys. Watch up. Drink up. And cheers.